Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome inside the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan in the heart of enemy territory, downtown Toronto, alongside Brandon Pillar up in Collingwood. And we have a schedule. I repeat, we have a schedule. No, not for the Ottawa Senators, but the North Dakota Fighting Senators. Their pod begins December 2nd, and they're playing an NHL-style schedule for the three weeks following. So we can't wait for that. We'll tee that up for you. And part one of our interview with Senators prospect Igor Sokolov. If you listened to yesterday's show, talking to the president of the Cape Breton Eagles, you knew Igor was going to come with a ton of energy, and there was enough that we had to split it up into two parts. So we'll get you part one now. This is the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. Today is Tuesday, November 10th, and Pilsy, I have a new favorite, Sense Prospect. What a great guy. I mean, you can, you can tell Igor Sokolov uh, has been basically raised in Cape Breton. He spent a lot of his, his teenage years there, to be honest. So you can tell it's rubbed off on him. And just like Gerard Shaw said, this is a guy he loves to talk. And now that his English is incredible, by the way, we got to uh, get a lot of stories from him that we weren't really expecting. Some great stuff on Kevin Mandelise's relationship with Drake Batherson and a whole lot more. I mentioned off the top, it'll be a two-part interview. We are going to take Wednesday off. So part two will be on Thursday. And then we have another Cape Breton guest on Friday to finish out a very Eagles-heavy week. But we've got some plans going forward as well. We're going to keep the themes going as we wait through the offseason. The NHL offseason, I mean, there are some talks. Is there going to be a 50-game season? Who knows? That should be declared maybe later this week, maybe next week. But one thing we do know, Pilsy, is NODAC's schedule is here. And it's something that you can really dig your nails into because they don't go more than two days without a game. Yeah, you love seeing that. And what a what a shift for these college guys. I mean, for for newcomers, I guess, like Clevin and Sanderson, this this doesn't change their schedule that much. But how about guys like JBD and Pinto who are not used to this style of hockey schedule at all? College scheduling is way different. So that's going to be interesting for their preparation. But what a weird setup too. Half bubble season, half the season out of the bubble. It's going to be interesting to see if those plans change at all as we move forward here. Yeah, so the bubble will be going from December 2nd through December 20th. And then, of course, Sanderson, hopefully Clevin, they go on to the World Juniors. Hey, I should mention, in this bubble as well is Omaha. So Johnny Tyconic will be playing these games also. And NCHC, they do have a TV subscription package, so that'll be important to get on as well. Yeah, but funny enough, uh, with the Omaha games, all the games they're playing against Omaha will be outside of the bubble. So that adds a little flair to the the Johnny Tyconic uh, revenge games. You're going to see him at Nodak and repping his new team in Omaha when Nodak visits them. So that's I'm looking forward to those four games for sure. Well, those early games at Omaha outside of the bubble won't feature Jake Sanderson for sure because that starts January 2nd and January 1st. So the Royal Juniors will still be ongoing. And then after that, yeah, they follow up hosting Tyconic and Omaha January 8th and 9th. So 
great to have a schedule though, Pilsy. How relieving is that? Oh, I'm looking at it right now. It's it's just great. And they, they've got a lot of matches up against Denver too. So that'll be good. Some stiff competition. I think this is this is going to be so exciting. Like we're we're going to dive right into this. That's for sure. Yeah, and North Dakota, if you missed it, they're entering the year as the number one seeded team Shocker. in all of NCAA, not just their conference, in the entire country. And hey, Boston College, Hockey East, that's getting underway this weekend. So hockey is back in North American ice. The USHL's already started as well. So it's awesome to see that. The queue has started. They're well underway. Unfortunately, no Igor Sokolov. He's aged out of Cape Breton's Eagles system, but that doesn't stop him from going to every single game. Yeah, what what a guy. And I mean, he travels far. Like he he trains and works out in Halifax and heads all the way back to Cape Breton, just like Gerard Shaw said. And I bet he's missing the boys and just really would love to get out there for, for another couple of games. It's scary to think the kind of numbers that Igor could have put up in a situation where he was allowed to return after the amount he put up. Hey, Get this, in his last 300 games, so if you add up all of his elite prospect pages, going back to playing U16 in Russia, 180 goals in his last 300 games. If you combine that with the emphasis that he's put on improving his foot speed and his fitness, you have the makings of what could be an extremely dynamic player. Absolutely. I mean, I I fully see Igor Sokolov breaking through that wall, going from junior to the pro level. And what could help him out with that, Ross? I got an idea in mind. How about Built Go? Built Go makes you the best you at whatever you do, helping not only hockey players and athletes, but regular everyday people break through their walls. It's 2 p.m. You're almost done your work day, but you need a little boost. Luckily, these one and a half ounce packages fit right in your pocket, put it in your backpack, your briefcase, whatever. Have it on your desk when you're working from home to get you to the end of that day. Bilko is the best workout gel on the market. It's like drinking an energy drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. And you love Bilt's delicious flavors. How about peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint? Now you're asking, how does Bilko work so well? Well, Biltgo combines energy gel with a collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into your system quickly and it's easy on the stomach. Biltgo, it keeps you going through the day with other vitamins as well. B6, B12, 10,000% of your daily percentage of B12. That is not a typo. That is wild. And collagen protein promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. This stuff will literally help you look better. But here's the sweetest part. Go to visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 30% off your next order. Once again, use promo code LOCKED for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. All right, here he is, Igor Sokolov. All right, we now welcome a very special guest. This Senator's second-round pick played the past three seasons with the Cape Breton Eagles after coming over from Russia, the country he also represented at the 2019 World Junior Championship. Igor Sokolov, welcome to the Locked On Senators podcast. How are you doing today, man? I'm good. How are you? Hey, we're doing really well. You've had a, a busy time this soft season, a longer one than you would have liked. You guys were killing it with Cape Breton. I'm looking up. You guys are in first place, win after win. How disappointing was that, like not being able to finish the season there? Oh man, you know, it was, it was awful. I won't lie. Like it was really awful. Like, you know, I had that 
you know, moments when I realized, like, you know, I won't be back to Cape Breton. It was, like, my last chance to win the queue and, you know, go for Mem Cup. And um, especially with everything, like, Eagles organization done, like, last year, you know, changing the logo, changing the name and getting all the new coaches. And new coaches were all from Nova Scotia. So, I think it was just, like, we were just, like, a machine, you know. Like, it was, like, really tough to stop us. And especially, you know, adding a couple of people um, – after after Christmas break, we got a couple trades in. And, uh, you know, I think our team was, like, one of the biggest teams in the league. Like, we had so many big bodies and, you know, guys who could score and uh, could shut down people as well. So, I think, uh, you know, like, it was a tough moment for me. I know most of the guys felt the same, but, you know, couldn't do really about that. They couldn't control that situation. So, I think it was for the best. But, you know, unfortunately, like, didn't get it, finished the job done. It's too bad. We do want to ask about one of your teammates, Kevin Mandeleze, a little bit later. But I want to go even further back, all the way back to Yekaterinburg in Russia. What was the experience like growing up there? Oh, well, Yekaterinburg and Sydney is just two different types of cities. <laughs> like Sydney is small and my hometown, home city, like is huge. It's like fourth biggest city in Russia. So, you know, it was just like coming over here, it was weird because like, Everything's big there, like, you know, like one drive takes like 30, 35 minutes to get to some places. And uh, I think, but I, you know, I loved it. I love going back there and just being, you know, around your hometown where you grew up, basically. I think it's pretty awesome. And uh, I loved it. Like, you know, like obviously I missed that place as well. But at the same time, I'm more of a guy like, you know, when, when everything is around you, like in Sydney. Like, you have no problems. Just go to a ring five minutes away from your house and go back. So I don't have problems with that as well. Yeah, definitely a major uh, shift in your lifestyle. So, Igor, what, what I want to know is when did you really start thinking seriously about uh, C- CHL hockey in Canada? Was that something you had always thought about? Uh, did you have other options in mind? Like, did you even think about maybe going home or staying home or going to college? Like, how did you come upon the decision to come to the CHL? Um, so we play like, you know, like a last tournament of the season. It's like, you know, let's say here, like Nova Scotia, Quebec, like Ontario, best top six teams, like from each province. And we used to play like, um, final tournament basically of the year. And, uh, so it was like that year before I I, like the draft, like three months, three months before a import draft. And, um, my agent back then called me and said, like, what do you think about, uh, doing next season right and I was like well like my dream is playing in NHL so like I want to get closer to that like I want to play in North America right and uh, he said like yeah we'll give a couple calls to teams and uh, you know they're gonna watch uh, watch you play stream online basically and uh, gonna get me feedback and um, so basically we came up to that idea that way and I thought it was you know it was a good like experience just you know like feel that pressure on you that people watching you and uh, you have to perform because you know that's your future you want to go play there so like you have to you know let people know that you can play and uh, so like funny story I was supposed to go to Moncton they were supposed to pick in me um, second overall after Sveshnikov and on day of the draft I said um, you know I'm too scared to go to North America and uh, I basically backed up and um yeah, I was about to sign back home in Russia, and uh, then Cape Breton just randomly drafted me, like they're telling me, and they knew that I'm gonna probably stay back home, and uh, you know they just hope to have that chance for me coming over. And um, I spoke to my agent, and basically he said like it's better place for you maybe than in Moncton. So 
you should think about it for a couple of days. And then I said, yeah, for sure. That's an awesome story, Igor. And you end up coming over to Cape Breton in 2017. Drake Batherson had just been drafted by the Ottawa Senators that summer. You go over and then it turns out you're living in the same house with Drake. What, what was the initial origins of that relationship? Oh, you know, I, as soon as that guy got out of uh, his car, I know like we're going to have a long relationship together. Like, obviously I couldn't speak English to him, but uh, you know, it was just awesome being around him. I knew he was a um, you know star on our team, and he was a draft pick, and uh, he's gonna go to NHL camp. So I, st- I you know, I tried to look forward, look up to him, and see what he does, how he, you know, take care of himself, and um, you know, and it was just awesome to have him uh, around him and being like under his wing, basically, because he was just taking me everywhere with him, tried to just help me adjust to North American style and uh, life and everything, and help me on the ice, you know, just. After practice, he would just like you know text like text me, and uh, I would put it on Google Translator, like just what he's trying to tell me, like what I should do different on the ads, what I should keep doing the way I do. And so I think it was pretty awesome, and uh, I'm happy that we're back together now, and we have a opportunity to play together at, at some points, hopefully. Yeah, what a what a great guy, Drake. He definitely sounds like an East Coast uh, guy helping you out there. Can you can you give us any sort of funny stories about Drake? I mean, there must have been some funny moments when you guys can't even talk to each other uh, normally, and you got to try to figure out rides and and getting to the rink and playing together. Like, what's something oh, funny that happened? Yeah, like it was lots of funny things. Like we we played <laughs> on the same line as well, and like it was just funny. Like Drake between the periods, he would have had to like. You know, pull his phone out and try to show me that I'm a Google translator, what he wants me to do and like what he tries to tell me. So I think that was pretty funny. And just like, you know, me and him, we had a hot tub in our place and uh, we would just go there for like, I don't know, like an hour or so. And we just like basically text each other because like he, we couldn't even talk. Like he had to just text me and I could put it in Google Translator and then I knew what he said. So like those moments were pretty funny. Like we're just like, you look back at it and say, like, really? I couldn't talk to you. Like, I couldn't understand what thing you're saying. And so I think it was just, like, you know, those little moments when, like, it's funny that we pull out our phones and just start to speak to each other. Hey, good thing nobody dropped it in the uh, the hot tub there. That would have been game over. <laughs> oh, so yeah. You guys yeah, are... going to have to definitely learn English. <laughs> right away. Those phones are a lifesaver for sure. And you're uh, you're still training with Drake uh, four times a week, I was told. Yeah. In, in Halifax. How's he looking? Are we ready for a breakout year from him? Oh, yeah. He's, he's just an awesome player. You know, like, he's just... You know, I really hope for him that he pushes for that spot in NHL. And he looks great on the ice. He does, you know, everything right. Like, it's... I don't see anything like stopping him from making a NHL roster this year. Drake's already spent some time in Ottawa and in Belleville. What has he told you about uh, the Ottawa Senators organization and more specifically the time he spent in Belleville? He said, he just, he just told me right away straight that I'm going to love it. I'm just going to love to be there and, you know, being uh, around the coaching staff they got up in uh, Belleville. So like he said, like, I'm going to love every single thing and, everything about it and I'm just going to enjoy my time and you know I know he said to me that they're going to help you to make that like you know like that step quicker to NHL so like he said everything's if you work hard they're going to work hard for you and you're going to have a great connection uh, with coaching staff and everybody in uh, around and uh, and you're going to have a long career basically that's awesome so from one former teammate to another is uh, Kevin Mandelese one of those weird goalies or is he uh, is he a bit more normal no, he's pretty weird. Straight on. <laughs> What's he's the weirdest weird. thing he does? 
It's just he, like he, he's been on the show too, so you can go hard at him. Uh, it's just like, oh, did you talk bad about me? I don't know. <laughs> no. We can't say. You're gonna have to go back and listen. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't know. He wasn't like you know. Sometimes before the games, he was just like in his head most of it. Like you couldn't really talk to him because you knew like, yeah, it's a game day. I can't talk to Kev. Like I just can't talk to him. Like. He's like a pitcher. He's like a pitcher throwing a perfect game in the dugout. Everyone just leaves him alone. Yeah, you know that he's not going to have a conversation with you. Like, he's just going to answer your question, pull his headphones out, and put them back on. You're just like, yeah, it's a game day. Well, hey, most of the goalies that are weird, it's they're weird for a good reason, right? Like you said, he's focused on the game. What was it like? What was it like for you guys knowing that? Like, you got this guy in the crease for you, and he's so solid in his last year. I mean, Quebec Major Junior Hockey League Goalie of the Year, and you guys got him back there as the last option, last line of defense. How much confidence does that give a team? Oh, it was just crazy. Like, every time we would go, like, out and play, like, and Kev would be in that, and I just knew, like, you know, if we mess something up, he's going to be behind our backs, like. Like, if we do something wrong, is somebody make a turnover, you always know that it's not an automatically goal in our net. We always knew that we have Mendo. Like, we always knew that he can stop it. Like, even if it would be 2-0, like, we, we knew, like, we be, truly believed that he could stop basically everything. Like, it was just, we had so much. It's why we had a, such a long run with, like, wins and stuff like that. Because, like, we had confidence in him and he had confidence in us. And uh, that, like, worked out really well for both and you played three seasons with uh, with Kev as well right so what what did you see in the growth of his game from when he was younger until this this upcoming or this past season it was just like everything he was like in practices he was just like you know working extra hard he would just like in my offense like I'm I'm, I'm having a pretty heavy shot and he would just always like make me like stay on the ice with him for extra like 20 30 minutes just like you know shoot on him shoot on him so like we would both work and I think like like when he was 17 he just never had like that confidence he had because he was 17 years old and we had another goal and he was, wasn't sure if he's gonna be a starter or they're gonna play game and game and the next year like he already like got better as 18 he was like he was good but not great right but he was already solid and steady and like we knew like he's gonna save like but when he came back as a 19 and uh it was just like on another level like we just like i was like i don't know where to shoot to you but like i don't know like you just covering all net and every time i try to shoot like and it's just like kept kept going and his confidence keep going up because he was a started goal and uh, you know like making those like i don't know 30 40 shots wins like saves and, and stuff like that so like it just kept bringing his confidence up all year and uh if by the time playoffs hit, I don't know. Like he would have, he could have easily carried us to the third round. Like, no problem. Oh, that makes me so upset to hear that we didn't get to see that chance. At least, hey, one day we'll be able to see you all with these beautiful 2D Sens jerseys. I'm gonna ask you a question about because there's a jersey in a photo. How did you get an old Reebok jersey in your draft photo? People are wondering. I just got mine. Yeah. I just got it. Yeah, they just. I couldn't get, I didn't know who's going to pick me at the draft. And it's like, we were just like doing, I had like, um, you know, like people over and like, we just, I had to do a photo shoot basically. And like, we asked for that jersey and somebody just dropped it off for me and I took a couple of pictures. I know people were flipping and stuff, but it was my only option. Like I couldn't do anything else. So 
but I just got my new one and uh, pretty happy and pretty excited. And the new hat, hat looks pretty nice. Oh, damn. Does it ever look at that? That's solid. Yeah. So yeah, Ross wanted to ask you about the jersey. I got to ask you, I love the all pink suit you went with on draft day. (laughs) When did you decide that was what you're going with? That is a bold move. So we usually, after the seasons in Cape Breton, like when regular season finish, we have like a banquet, a wars banquet. You know, we get old. And I knew like, I have to do something different because it was my last year and, uh, so me and my billet mom went like shopping and stuff like that. I knew like I'm going to win a couple of awards and I have to give a good speech and I have to look good, right? And uh, we just saw that one, pink one, and I was like, you know what? We're going for that one. Nice. And we knew like we, I'm going to have it for a draft as well. So basically like we bought it for that uh, banquet in the draft, but draft didn't happen obviously in Montreal. Like so, but you know, it was like, couple good big events to look forward to in a good suit but it didn't happen but you know i was happy to put it on in october at least and you know like you know just feel this like that feeling of suit on me was uh, pretty awesome hey you got to keep that for the bell vegas home opener eh? come in for, come in hot and for sure <laughs> for sure i am you know it make sure to subscribe to the locked on senators podcast wherever you download your podcast to be the first to know when igor sokolov part two of our conversation with him drops. It'll be on Thursday, hopefully earlier in the day. We just had to go a little bit further past when we usually record, but for great reason. Loved having Igor on the show, and we look forward to making him a friend of the show in the future. Pilsy, we know he's going to be wearing a Belleville Senators jersey when he gets back on the ice, but the big club, there's another jersey. You thought you were spoiled with the black and white 2Ds? Well, some more intrigue around what the reverse retro jersey could look like. I don't think I've ever talked about a jersey design as much as this new 2D logo. And just when we get this one, we're diving back into jersey talk. You got to love it. But the reverse retro is going to be interesting. And Adidas teased that quick transition flashing video of all the different possible outcomes. And it's going to be interesting to see whether they go with red and black or red and gold. Obviously, red and black makes the most sense. But I actually think that red and gold would look kind of cool. It'd It'd be a new design for sure. Yeah, I think it'd be awesome. One thing to say about that Adidas clip, though, is they use the same template for all the jerseys, just changing the colors. And I don't think that's accurate because there has been a few leaks and the designs aren't one across the board, which I think is great. I don't think it should be one across the board. I think that'd be kind of lazy, frankly, and wouldn't kind of lend to that. So the the reverse retro, what it means, they'll take the old jerseys, but whatever the, the secondary color was, they're going to make the main one. I saw Phillies. I saw Boston's look great. And I can't wait to see the sense. I want the parliament building, the one that they never got to wear. How would you power rank which logo to use on the front of the jersey between the parliament one, the 3D, I guess now it's considered retro, although that would be wild if they brought that out, or the 2D but with Ottawa Senators written in it as they did way back in 93-94. Oh, man, you're missing one option. The Heritage, oh, eh? No, that's not it either. The, <laughs> the no, everyone's no, favorite, no, the, no, the just no, Sens no. jersey. Imagine that's what they did. No. I, we would riot. Like, no. pitchforks and torches. I would the prefer CTC the Senna Goth. I would yeah, prefer the Senna Goth one. Seriously, that would be... Absolutely atrocious, but 
it's got to be the peace tower one like that you you got to use that like uh like tyler said when we had him on for the show for the first game all these people had this jersey and they never wore it you got like you got to tap into that i think whatever it is i mean we got our way behind you can't see great radio but i've got my black 2d in in my jersey case right now and that's all that matters you can roll out the ugliest reverse retro jersey ever i i won't be complaining simple as that yeah honestly like as as funny as it sounds i feel like these will have like ugly christmas sweater vibes like the, if it's uglier that's that's hilarious and i think that'll make for like a moment like 10 years down the road you're like remember when they tried out that dumb idea of reverse retro jerseys and the Sens were wearing the weirdest thing i think that makes for a funny story too like all we're trying to do is get some get some content here and uh, talk about this because it's something new and unique it doesn't have to be a home run here do you think it's going to be a situation where the nhl takes a, a pull a card out of the nfl's book where it's on one day everyone wears it like the thursday night game you have color rush you think they could do something similar to that yeah, I like that idea. Like, make it a thing. Make it make it one specific day rather than, like, here's a reverse uh, retro jersey matchup. Here's one, like, one day or maybe one weekend because you can't get all the games in, uh, obviously, odd number of teams. But one weekend where everyone plays a game donning those new jerseys or reverse retro. And how many games do you expect to see? Sens Chirp put out in his post teams are thinking maybe 50-game season. Could that be realistic? I think 50 in the 50 to 60 range makes the most sense. I mean, having said that, we have no idea what kind of setup they're looking at. I think the the more interesting part of that article was the idea and probability of an all Canadian division. Like that just changes the landscape of this Senator season enormously. Which division do you think would the Sens compete better in an all Canadian division or the current Atlantic? Oh, current Atlantic without a doubt in my mind. Like uh, you're looking, Ottawa's now missing the opportunity to play teams like Florida and Detroit and some of these weaker teams multiple times in a season where you're looking at the all Canadian division. Every single other Canadian team made the qualifying round in this past season. So all of them are in a completely different level of their team structure than the Ottawa Senators. I think it puts a massive disadvantage for the Senators if the all-Canadian thing ends up happening. But on the positive side, silver lining, it's awesome if we got a chance to see Sens versus Habs and Sens versus Leafs 18 times. That would be a that would be really good to boost the rivalries. And you got to think, all three of those teams have young core guys that are going to be battling against the other three teams for a long time to come. So start those rivalries, get them hot early. Yeah, well, the most was right after that 0405 lockout. You played eight games against every team in your division. So to do nine games each against Montreal and Toronto and those guys out west, but really focus on the east and building those rivalries, that would be a lot of fun for fan banter because, of course, more fans living in Ottawa, Toronto, Montreal, they kind of move around more, and there's that those connections that are a lot deeper. So I think that would be great banter for the podcast too. So you know that we're on board with the All-Canadian Division, and until we get a schedule right now, we are going down five shows a week. So instead of going the two days without a show, we've decided that for the time being, Wednesday will be an off day. And Sunday will be our off day. So check back on Thursday, part two of our conversation with Igor Sokolov for Brandon Piller. I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senator podcast, your team every day. <laughs>